Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it's Scott Lips, and welcome yet to another episode of Lip Service, the show that talks all things and pop culture. On today's show, two friends of mine that, unbeknownst to me, are actually recently connected. I did not know that they were connected, but we're talking about Luke Spiller, the singer of the incredible rock band The Struts, one of the best bands to come out of the UK, maybe anywhere in ages, and the iconic Albert Hammond Jr., one of the driving forces between one of the most important rock bands to come out of my hometown in years, New York City, The Strokes. These guys collaborated on some new music. We're going to talk all things The Struts, The Strokes, Albert Hammond Jr., Luke Spiller coming up in just a moment. If you like the show, please remember, rate the show, review the show. Five stars would be great. It's available on iTunes, iHeartRadio. The show is free, as you know, so the reviews are really important to us. Hope you guys are doing okay. We are coming out of the summer. It's crazy to think that the summer is almost over. Wow, it kind of is over. It's September already. Fall, fall's happening in New York. Fall's happening in LA. Fall's happening everywhere. And uh, yeah, excited to have them both on the show. In just a moment, coming up, Luke Spiller from The Struts and Albert Hammond Jr. from The Strokes. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Our show today is brought to you by the fine folks at Thursday's Boot Company. You guys have seen me rocking these boots in every other picture I have on Instagram. I'm always repping them. Thursday's Boots is a bootstrap startup that makes the best handcrafted boots and sells them direct to consumer at some of the lowest markups in the footwear industry. Thursday's Boots' tagline is highest quality, honest prices because they use some of the best materials like full grain leather, supple glove leather lining, and gold standard Goodyear welt construction. Thursday's Boot Company sells their boots at prices starting at just $149 with free shipping and returns. They've been featured in all the best fashion press, from Esquire to GQ to Cosmo and Vogue. And more, more importantly, they've gotten over 20,000 five-star reviews from real customers. Thursday's boots are perfect for people who understand quality and don't want to pay a high retail markup for a great-looking pair of boots that are built to last. So check them out at Thursday's Boots on Instagram. My favorite shoes, my favorite boots. You always see me repping them. You'll love it. Hey, howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. All right, welcoming to the show, my friend, the incredible Luke Spiller of The Struts. How are you, mate? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Are you holed up in uh, the UK countryside with your lovely lady, Zita? I am. I am, in fact, yeah. And uh, we just finished like our 14-day quarantine, which is, which is lovely. But it's been nice. been catching up with the parents, you know? That's awesome. So what's life like for you now over there? Actually, I want to talk to you about rewinding just a bit, Luke. 
where you guys were when all this happened. I know you had a bunch of stuff slated for 2020. You've been incredibly busy and we're going to go into the new tracks and everything you have coming out. So Robbie Williams just released yesterday, your new track. And mm -hmm. uh, we have a special guest joining us in just a few moments, Mr. Albert Hammond Jr. from The Strokes. Super excited to have him join us. But uh, talk to me about walking back kind of 2020, what was happening in, in sort of January, February, what you had slated uh, going on for this year before this all, this craziness took place, Luke. Well, we all moved officially to LA in early January. And then it was kind of business as usual. We were just writing, we went on a small tour um, up through California, came back. And then, yeah, that's when all of the kind of like COVID stuff started um, being talked about. And then before we knew it, everything was being pulled that we were meant to be doing later on in the year. So for instance, we had a tour like in Japan, we had things over in Europe, which just slowly just started getting the rug pulled underneath the feet, so to speak, for all these events. And then, yeah, everything obviously went into lockdown. And festivals too, I imagine, right? You must have had some festivals lined up for this summer. Yeah, we had, we had so many things, so many great things, which it was a real bummer that we couldn't do. Um, but as soon as everyone was in lockdown, it was like, right, well, how do we keep engaged with our fans? So we started doing quarantine radio and Sunday service, which was really fun. And then about halfway through that, we were then suggested to sort of like, hey, why don't we just go into the studio and sort of like do like a, it was meant to be like an EP. And what happened was we all got tested and we ended up going into the studio and then we came out with like a 10 track album. So it was incredible. incredible. I mean, truth is that, you know, you and I are friends. So I actually heard about this. I couldn't spill the beans. But uh, unlike, actually, our next guest, Albert, he actually talked to me about Rick Rubin doing their record probably two years ago when I interviewed him last. I was like, how about that Rick Rubin record? He's like, that's not how, like, I, I spilled the beans. So I didn't want to spill the beans on this. But now that you talked about it with me and, and the cat's out of the bag, it's exciting to hear. We, the, the song's great. I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to talk about the Robbie Williams track. What else? And I know the album's now going to be on pre-order, right? So talk to me about everything you've been doing you've been keeping so busy and actually mm. this time is it's quite interesting Luke because again I you know we just hung out a little while ago and that's kind of what prompted me to to want to see you and I have to say my favorite thing about you you show up in my pool looking like you're playing at Madison Square Garden <laughs> you look like a million bucks which is one of my favorite things about you all the time you have the best fashion sense and you're a true rock star and I love you for that um, but talk to me about how busy you've been you know what's going on you got a record coming out you got two singles that just came out Everyone else is like trying to figure it out. Meanwhile, you're pumping out music every week here. Yeah, I mean, like you said, we just had our first ever radio um, bit of play in the United Kingdom, which was a massive feat for us, you know, three albums deep. And it's the first song that's ever been really taken seriously in the United Kingdom. So that's been a massive, massive achievement. That was like two days ago. And... We're about to do Soccer Aid, which is like a charity football event or soccer, as they say in the, in the United <laughs> yeah. States, with uh, like a halftime show with Robbie, which should be really fun. And what's amazing yeah. is Robbie Williams is that like, he's like Elton John in the UK, literally, right? He's, he's royalty over there. 
Um, never was as massive in the U.S., but he is so massive in the U.K. that it's incredible. So what was that experience like? Were you like a huge fan of his growing up? Yeah, I mean, gosh, we, it, as, as someone from the U.K., it's hard. You, oh, my God. All of my dreams <laughs> fell out. As someone from the U.K., it, it's very hard not to know of like his music and even like his previous band that he was in take that yeah it's it's very strange in fact take that's founding member gary barlow was our first ever record deal signing like nine years ago or something like that so it's funny how it's just all come full circle and now we're working with robbie also a member of take that yeah, take so, that as sort of like the UK Backstreet Boys, I guess, right? For lack of a better comparison. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. But <laughs> in terms of Robbie, you know, he went on to do huge things in terms of a solo career and basically became the biggest export since George Michael in, in Europe and Australia. But you're right, never quite had the same amount of like, traction as he did in the uk and the rest of europe and australia and japan as he did like in in the us so it's kind of cool you know so how are all these songs created because it's so interesting right i mean you were saying you guys got covid tests obviously you know me i'm still on high alert when we saw each other i was still like i'm not you know i want to hug everyone but i'm like wearing the mask and you know and, and actually the first time maybe one of the first like get togethers i ever went to uh when this all opened up was at your place for your lovely uh, girlfriend's birthday. So it's so funny because I was, even then I was kind of like in the corner. There was only whatever it may be, right? Eight or 10 people there, but I still didn't want to get too close to everyone. Um, but how are these songs created, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, you're in the studio. It was, and we'll talk about this with Albert in just a moment, but I want to know how you guys met and how you worked on this together. But even with Robbie, how was the song created? I mean, the, so the entire album was done, like I said, like, pretty much written and recorded in six or seven days and then the remainder was used for tracking. The song in particular with Robbie was an idea that I had floating around for about a year and then the, the song Strange Days in the album sort of like creative was quite later on. It was like the second to last song that we completed and we all agreed that my previous idea just didn't have like the chorus. So we went in and then some lyrics from like another idea that I had done previous going into the studio called like, oh, these are strange days or something, basically made its way into it. And then I had spoken to Robbie before going into the studio. So I said to him, look, you know, I've got this kind of idea and I, and I had him on the phone on FaceTime and I was just playing him an idea, which wasn't the idea he'd end up doing, but he was like, stop, stop, stop. Like I'm in, I'm in, whatever. I'm in. So he was up for anything. So yeah. That's awesome. So it's funny because it, all this was done remotely, right? Cause these days it's not about like getting all in a room and banging it out. You can really do everything remotely. I feel like that's how there's actually, I was thinking about this. It's quite interesting, right? You had like, you go on Spotify, Luke, you have like yacht rock, you have classic rock, you have all these things. There's going to be like a new genre of rock, like pandemic rock coming out after this yeah. whole thing is over <laughs> because all these strange days, any reference to what's going on now? Absolutely. I mean, the chorus is like, 
Oh, these are strange days in many strange ways. Science fiction, I believe, has become reality. It's like, you know, we don't know. It's unclear where we'll be this time next year. It's like the lyric was a, a reflection on everything that I was just basically absorbing, like whether it was in the news and social media and friends and people I was talking to, just like these phrases that people kept using that I ended up just kept writing down and being used. But the whole album's got like these little, it's kind of peppered with things like, you know, tiny little bits of lyric. It's not like, it's not COVID, COVID, COVID all the time. It's just references there right yeah, yeah we could have we could have because uh, obviously you know the strokes just released their record at the beginning of the year the new abnormal which is we'll talk about it with albert but we are in the new abnormal right so between yeah. the new abnormal and strange days that could be the whole you know the pandemic rock playlist coming up on spotify because yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. is going to be referencing these crazy times we are going through so when is the new album available it's actually available um on October the 16th, I believe. Amazing. Yeah, October so, so 16th. Interesting, right? What kind of like promo do you envision doing? Because everything's changed. It used to be obviously the tour, the record, radio promo. I guess it's going to be a lot of these kind of things, right? It's like podcasts, it's virtual performances, because you are doing a bunch of that stuff already. And kudos, because any band that can reinvent themselves during this time period and reconnect with their fans in a bigger way. And I think that you mentioned that from stuff that I've, heard you say before it's great and that's what we all have to do so um mm. any other like genius ideas that you have this the stretch radio you were doing before too yeah i mean it's who knows man like a lot of things like this i've done a lot of um pre-recorded like interviews as well which are kind of like all rolling out we actually have like a really great epk of the making of the record which is really interesting and yeah it's like but yeah, you're right. Everyone's just going to have to adapt and come up with unique ways of kind of talking about their stuff. So yeah. We're excited actually to, uh, to have Albert join us. We, we were actually setting up for you. We were talking about how you guys met a little bit, but I really want to get into it. And thank you for joining. You know, one day we're all going to be together in person and it won't be so weird and Zoom-like and we can actually have a drink and hang out again when all this shit is behind us. Hopefully. That's very nice. Yeah. So I'm actually excited for that to, to pass by. But um. But talk about like how you guys met, right? Like where did you guys meet initially? Because you guys are both friends. And when me and Luke were having a drink the other day, Albert, I text you. I had no idea that, you know, unbeknownst to me that you guys were actually friends. And then Luke's like, actually, we just did a song together. I'm like, what's that all about? So, and the new record's great. So I want to talk about that and how you guys met. Well, uh, we, Albert, would you like to take it from here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was... <sighs> God, was the first one, like the, was it the radio shows we did in, uh, where were they? I hear my mom, I hear just lucky. <laughs> I don't know. I'm relying on you. I have no idea. <laughs> I just remember the one, the one that's very vivid to me, maybe because we were like in the room together and like, uh, it was just fun. You guys were playing music and like we, uh, it was Kane's Ballroom. Yes. I don't know if you remember that. It just felt, um, I don't know if that was the first, second, or third, but it just felt like uh, that's where I, we were like, we kind of met or connected, however you want to put it, where we, we did this here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, were you, got, were you on tour with your solo 
stuff or you guys? I was, yeah. We were, we were doing a radio show. We were doing a few radio shows, actually. Awesome. And Luke, growing up, you must have been a big fan of the Strokes, obviously, and influenced them by like most people in nope. the last 20 years, right? <laughs> I would hey, imagine hey, so. Don't jump in. Bloody <laughs> uh, yeah, what is that in your hand? Look at the size of that. I mean, I don't even know what that looks like. A super-sized knee. That's incredible. Um, but yeah, so it's quite funny because once this song came out, um, I had a lot of interviews about sort of like the 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 sonics of it etc and it's really great like whenever i hear it it's it's and why albert was kind of like so perfect for it is like for me it's like a celebration of in my opinion what was like the last great wave of like guitar music when i was growing up in the early like 2000s so in the uk we had like the Libertines and then in the United States, it was like the Strokes. It was like that, that was it. Um, and it was such a unique and special time for like rock that, you know, those two bands on either side of the pond really became like the blueprint for everything that was to follow for like the next five or six years, in my opinion, you know, I mean, I don't know how Albert feels about that because it's when you're in it, it's kind of like it might be hard to kind of like distinguish. But for me as a kid, like growing up, you know, I would sneak into like the indie rock clubs. They'd be playing all of like the hits from like the Strokes and the Libertines. And like there was like the Fratellis and then the Killers like kind of came a little bit later. But yeah, I mean, it was a really unique moment in time, which to be honest, I don't think has been repeated or anyone has come close to. And I'm kind of scared that that wave of excitement with guitar music, I don't know if it's gonna, if that can ever happen again, but yeah, I mean, I've spent many a nights, um, definitely underage drunk uh, in various like indie clubs um, getting rejected by many women uh, <laughs> who are a few years older than me um, to the sound of the strokes for sure. Amazing. And how, so it's funny, Albert, when did like the struts really come on your radar and everything that Luke was doing with his band? It's, it's so funny. I feel like I should be wearing this. You should have sent me the shirt you had. And I <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been better. I'm like looking at it. I'm just like, oh, that's great shirt. Um, I actually think we have uh, or we had, because so much has changed, the pandemic, we had the same booking agent. Yeah. Uh, Jay, Jay Bellin was your, was your booking agent, right? Yeah, he was, yeah. Um, he, he told me, I think it was when I started, like maybe right before 2018, working with him and about to start touring, because you guys were like blowing up then. Yeah. I think that was... Uh, we would, yeah, we were still- I Maybe you'd blown up beforehand, but it might, I just saw like a huge, wherever you were, you might've already blown up, but then you blew up again. <laughs> yeah, second album. But yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, that was quite a while ago. Um, I just remember but, like on radio, it was coming up, it was coming up a bunch. Maybe we had, cr like we almost crossed paths on different, uh, you, you guys were touring a lot. Cause I think when I caught you at the end, you had, you had just almost finished two years of touring. So I remember you were on the bus and you were like, 
it's almost we're almost done <laughs> yeah i think we be, i think i remember like coming into like albert's dress room and i was like i was like hey man so like you know this touring business like <laughs> when, do, when does it stop that's you know, right like, now i remember that was in ohio Maybe that was the maybe that was the first. I, I don't know if that was the first time, but I remember you you came in and said that you're like, so touring. <laughs> when does it end? How long is too long? <laughs> and I was literally like, bro, it like it stops when you tell them to stop. And I was like, what? Like you can tell people to like, you know, stop making you tour of like sixty eight shows in a row, like you know. Yeah, you would just come off like a big number too. I remember, yeah, yeah like uh, it was awesome though to see you come up like that. We had a great conversation and then, you know, you just like killed it, you know, later that night. So it was just like, it's funny that about tour, how you can be broken and then you just, you, you have even more to give on stage and then you're even more broken throughout the day though. So people yeah. see you and you're just like, and then you get on stage and you're like, you know, a showman. What is fascinating is that you guys probably haven't had this much time off. And God knows, Albert, between the strokes and your solo stuff. And, and Luke, I know you guys have been touring nonstop. So how does it feel to have this much time off? I mean, I know we're all getting, I know, Albert, you're cooking. I mean, Luke, I know you're putting out two, two albums a week. You know, there, there's so much stuff going on. You guys are being very productive. But, uh, I mean, is it, you know, I, we all go through our bouts of anxiety and depression with this stuff. And I think for me, it's been especially hard because I'm so social. And as you guys know, because I always see you also in social settings, like it's hard when you're used to being so busy and especially being on tour. So how are you kind of dealing with having niche, this much time free? And again, Luke, I know you've been putting out records. You're putting out like a lot of music now, so you've been pretty busy. But um, do you like being home? Do you like staying home during all this? Um, well, it's funny for me. I've, I've just like you know, like it was mentioned. I've really sort of come to the tail end of like pretty much nonstop work for five years, almost six years. So when we made the album it had basically been the longest moment in time in five years that we had been in one place. And I think that was two months. So I've enjoyed having like a little bit of like me time. Um, but on the other side of that as well, it's like there is something in the back of my mind which constantly drives me to try and keep doing something. So, you know, I paint a lot. Um, I, there's, I, I always, I always end up finding something to do. I, I, I can, I can rarely sort of stay still. Otherwise, I kind of get myself into trouble. Yeah, and Albert, what about you? I mean, because you're usually not home, right? Between all, all the side projects you have going on and and the strokes, obviously, you're you're not home ever for this amount of time. I know that you're in LA now, but uh, what have you yeah. been doing with all the time? Um, well, I mean, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like time off because it's like. Um... I feel like this much, if I got six months and I was really off, it would feel different than uh, like what's happening. It's a little stressful uh, in our industry with, you know, with like some of, you know, it's a big industry that got halted. You know, I keep reading more and more about it and how many, you know, how many people down it, 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 it affects. So it's, it's been very intense, very stressful. I didn't realize how stressful it was. Uh, till further on actually 
on a positive note though, uh, doing this song was the first thing I did that kind of like got me out of my rut and got me excited. And like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it was a very positive thing for me to, to do this. I, I, I was just like, I'm gonna take two days and really try because be, before I wasn't doing it, I just didn't feel, I didn't feel like doing anything. And like this gave me a little direction and, um, and it was, it was a beautiful thing. And how did the song come about? Cause the truth is it actually sounds very much like, you know, I feel like almost it could, it could be the kind of song that Albert, you kind of had the inception, but I have no idea where the song emanated from. Cause it definitely sounds. Oh, it's, no, it's the, it's, it was their song. And um, and um, I kind of like jumped on it. I added elements of guitar, you know. It sounds I mean, very much like your, your, you know, your lane, though. Obviously, right? It sounds very much like your lane. It was definitely something that you know. I feel like stylistically, it was almost like a song that you guys could have co-created. Oh yeah, great. I mean, I, I, we we had definitely spoken about it before all this. Like we had got, we were texting even before the idea of um, doing, like before I even knew you were making a record, um, he had sent me ideas for songs that I actually hadn't, I didn't get a chance to listen to. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like what happened? Like where credits you? I, I don't think, you know, Albert won't say it himself, but basically. Dude, when... you've been so nice to me on in the press, by the way. My mom, who, who's, who's with me, and, and, and my wife have been reading stuff, and I've been like, man, Luke speaks so well and so highly of me. I, I, it was so, it's, I just want you to say it's very, it's very touching. I wanted to make, but go on, please. I'm not going to cut you off. Well, I mean it. So, I mean, but, you know, Scott, just to put it in perspective, like, we had done the song, and really, the only thing that was happening instrumentally was like the chord structure um and there was like a like we call it like the cure kind of riff which was played like on a 12 string like this melodic thing and that was it and other than that it was kind of very just just downward like kind of guitars just you know and it was it was fine it was fine and you know i suggested to the band i was like look you know let's let's see what Albert could do. And just for shits and giggles, like it was just like a happy experiment. And I remember hearing after a few days, like the first kind of like MP3 of like what Albert had done. And it really like elevated the song like to a completely different level. It was like, before that it was, you know, and I'm sure the band won't mind me saying this, but it was kind of like a very straightforward, you know, lyrically driven song. And then after like Albert got his hands onto it, it became more like of a, of like a special song with all the, there was so much more texture involved, like all the guitar work, the climbing, like, you know, in the drum, like in the middle eight section. And there was just a lot more like tension to detail, which, you know, we didn't really, have the well we didn't really have the time it was like bang right on to the next on to the next and albert kind of like gave it like a little bit of tlc in the musical department that like it it needed and we didn't even know and then when it came back i was like wow this is even better 
than before. So it was a really cool collaboration, but yet like a happy kind of experiment, which I think really paid off. Um, yeah, I mean, so, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was definitely like I heard the song and I thought it was a great song and I thought it was very catchy. I mean, especially when you're when I was trying stuff, it was stuck in my head. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and it was just like, I was like, please stop. <laughs> Luke, you're in my head. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, I didn't know. It was like, uh, I kept texting him like, I might, just so you know, I might fail. <laughs> I want you to be well aware, I might fail. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, really proud of it. Like, um, like just the, the fact that we could do that and make something uh, cool together was just, it was very exciting for me, you know? Well, I think it's nominated for Classic Rock Magazine's Track of the Week, right, Luke? Yeah, which by the way, the results are coming in and, and like, I think it was my mum who voted the other night. She was like, oh. yes, moms. <laughs> and, and me a hundred times, right? Right, she was like, you guys are like wiping the floor. It was like 70% going our way at one point. So it's a win, it's a win-win. You know, it's interesting to see, there's so many interesting things that are happening now in music and Albert, you touched on it a little bit, right? the industry has essentially come to a halt, right? People are trying to find ways to pivot. Luke, I think you actually played a drive-in concert. I want to say it was like a few weeks ago. Did you actually end up doing that? Yeah, we did two. How was it? Two. It, it was different. It was different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, Diff it different was good bad. or different horrible? Like, it was like, it was still good. It was still fun to play. Um, it was just, you know, like, you both of you know this like how much audience participation happens at a strut show it's very much like us and them and it's all about them like interacting with myself and the, and the rest of the, like the guys and the music so it became like no pun intended but a really horny affair where like every other cheer was replaced by a car horn so that was quite fun and then I split the crowd in two and then I did like a, like a crowd off, but with car horns. So I was going, give me, uh, 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 uh. and then the right hand would go, burr, 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 and it was going on and on and on. And it was, so it was fun. Like nothing was going to stop me from making the audience like feel like a part of the show. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not tough. The same. Yeah. It's tough, man. Like the, the, the separation between the cars just, you know, made the the audience very vast but like it didn't have that kind of feeling that you get when you can see like 400 people's like eyeballs on the front row you know what i mean like singing and and whatnot it's, it's very different you just very see a different. lot of headlights right yeah and, and one of the shows didn't even have a pa oh so God. they tuned in to the radio station so i luckily don't sing within ears so when people stepped out of their cars, which they did, all they could hear was what was I could hear on stage, you know, which is like a little bit of bass and mainly guitar. And obviously you've got the drums going, <laughs> you know, so it sounded like we, we debuted a new song, like two of the new songs, Strange Days and another hit of Showmanship. And all these fucking people uploading it 
and it sounds fucking shit because like it's just my stage sound i'm like why didn't you sit in your car and do it like where the sound was coming through and like the balance was there you know what i mean but that might be the worst sound is stage sound that's like when people want to watch the show from the side i'm like that is like literally the worst sound (laughs) yeah yeah so so i'm guessing after all this albert it's not something you're going to consider doing some driving shows or would you consider it oh um i I would, you know, I think shows will, will, will happen. So I'm going to stay. I don't know. I was saying to Luke before you join, right? It's funny because if you go on Spotify, I was making a joke, right? You have like yacht rock, you have classic rock. And I feel like within the next year or so, you'll have like pandemic rock. And then you'll have, you know, you know, Strange Days is a new single by the Struts. And then your album was called The New Abnormal. So you'd have all these like sort of Corona themed pandemic inspired music. So that was named pre-pandemic. So I know, but wh- how strange, right? How strange sure. that we're actually sure. living through it now, right? So sure, sure, um, yeah. it's funny. So, so yeah. Think, one, like I, the, the political, the political spectrum. Definitely. Have you guys watched any of the ways that, you know, that artists are pivoting? Obviously, there was like the VMAs that just happened. There's some interesting things happening out there. Have you liked anything that you've seen with what artists are doing now just to stay relevant? Um, I've been too busy in my hole to sort of, I didn't even know the VMAs had happened. I saw Lady Gaga won a bunch. That was about, that was about as much as I saw, but I think it's going to be, you know, like, whether it's by doing things like this, um, pr- I think pre-recorded stuff is also something that we might look into um, just to kind of like keep ourselves busy. But it's also kind of like, I'm, I'm looking at it as a cool way to kind of like experiment. You know, I mean, there was, there was talks about us doing some pre-recorded stuff and I was like, yeah, but I'm not gonna be wearing any of my stage outfits because I don't think that's fitting. And I'm going to need someone on like a proper camera following me around because I'm going to need to engage with something. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend that there's an audience there. Do you know what I mean? That's just, that would just be absurd. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So like everyone just coming in like this, go get your hands in the air. Like, like So I think it's going to be, it depends on how you look at it. You know, if you flip it on its head and say, actually like this could be a moment in time where, you know, you, your creatives are put to the test and you can flip it on its head, then some interesting things might come out. That's Definitely, I agree. It's funny, I was talking to Zita, Albert, about uh, Luke. This guy dresses like a million dollars even when he's hanging out at his house. I was like, does he ever wear sweatpants? Because he's always dressed like to the nine. So definitely a bringing back the rock star thing, which for me was, was so, so needed in music these days. And, uh, and kudos to you. So both you guys, listen, you know, you guys are definitely two of the bands. You set the stage for what was to come for, for definitely many bands ahead of you. So kudos to you. The new record's great. Um, you know, I wish we could hang out again soon. I'm sure we will. We'll have a bunch of laughs. Um, definitely. We so recreate this in person when we can. So we should. We should. The part two of it. We, we definitely yeah. will. We'll and I feel like we'll, close to each other. <laughs> yeah. Will there be more collaborations between you guys coming up, you think? Hopefully. I've already started bugging Albert. I'm like, mate, like, you know, let's do some. He's like, all right, mate, all right. Wait a minute. Why don't we let this one, like, come out, Zach, you know? Because I could see a whole album of music like this. Pleasure seeing you guys. 
Hope to hang soon in person, COVID free. We'll all get tested. <laughs> and uh, hey, man, can't wait to hang. Yeah, guys. Thank you very much for having me, Scott. Thanks for coming on, guys. And we'll see you real soon. Nice to see you, Luke. And you, mate. Speak to you in a bit. Right. Bye. See ya. Bye. Well. Bye. Bye, You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. So there you have it, guys. My conversation with Mr. Luke Spiller of The Struts and Albert Hammond Jr. from The Strokes. Both very, very important bands. I'm still trying to hold the flag for rock and roll, and these guys are definitely doing a great job. If you haven't already, make sure you go to Spotify and check out their new song, Another Hit of Showmanship. Check out the new Strokes record, the new Abnormal, and pre-order the new Struts record coming out soon. What can I say? But they say after every great depression or incredibly hard time that a society goes through, there's an artistic renaissance. I hope that's what's happening these days. I think that's exactly what is happening, what will be happening when we're all out of this. So two great bands, definitely holding the flag for rock and roll. Stay safe coming up this holiday weekend. Stay socially distanced. Do your part. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm excited to bring you another exciting show next week. And stay safe. I'll see you soon, guys. Hey, howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and Western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.